Hello, I'm Matt Dolan, and thanks once again for tuning in to Viper Bites. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button as we continue our team-by-team preview series. We are now on to the New York Giants, a team that finished 9-7-1 in 2022 and earned themselves a playoff spot. Now, the Giants, they scored 365 points, but they gave up 371, which is a negative six differential. When we look at the passing offense, it was 26th in the league, averaging 187.1 yards per game. Now, their run offense was the sixth best in the league, averaging 146.3 yards. Their passing defense, 13th in the league, 213.5 yards per game against, while their run defense... Not so good there, ranking 28th in the league, averaging 146.3 yards per game against. No one, and I mean no one outside of the New York Giants locker room could have predicted the type of success that the Giants would have in 2022 under first-year head coach Brian Dable. I mean, this team turned it around. They go at 9-7-1 after being 4-13 this season before. Not only did the Giants finish with a winning record, they clinched that playoff spot that we talked about earlier. They went into Minnesota to take on the 13-4 and Minnesota Vikings, and they won. The Giants' storybook season would come to an end the following week. They're in the divisional round against the Philadelphia Eagles, who they lost to for the third time in the season. While the season came to a disappointing conclusion, it was a successful year for the New York Giants, a season that allows them to build towards the future. But did they peak too early? Listen up. I'm having them as a 7-10 and team this year, mostly because we don't know for certain where Saquon Barkley is going to be. Now, I'm predicting that Barkley is going to be there come week number one, but right now he is holding out, which really puts a whole damper on everything related to the New York Giants. Now, they made some big moves here in the offseason. We'll talk about those in a second, but let's talk about the camp battles first and foremost. I want to know which of these Giants slot receivers is going to emerge as a number one option. Last year's draft pick there in Wondell Robinson, he's joined by veteran Sterling Shepard, who happens to be one of Daniel Jones's favorite targets, when he's healthy, and a pair of free agent signings that include Paris Campbell and Jamison Crowder. Last season, the Giants could barely field enough receivers any given week to field a team. They are basically running three tight ends week to week, depending on what was going on there. This year, they're likely going to be cutting some of these bodies that they counted on down the stretch last season. When I look at how this could shape out, I think... It's going to be Paris Campbell. I think the Giants, they like Wondell Robinson. They moved him around last season in OTAs and through mini camps. They're doing the same right now with Paris Campbell. The talent, again, with Campbell, the talent has never been a question for him. It's about his ability to stay on the field, which is the same thing we always ask about. Guess what? Sterling Shepard. So it's going to be interesting to see that battle and how that shakes out throughout camp and into week number one. Now, turning our attention to the New York Giants draft, first round selection, pick number 24, cornerback Deontay Banks, too good to pass up right there. They had some other needs they could have addressed, but you can never have too many good corners. This pass defense was okay last season, but there was always room for improvement. In the second round, pick number 56, center, John Michael Schmitz. Then in the third round, pick number 73, the Giants, they took a look at the wide receiver room that was so banged up by injury last season, and they decided to add a belig award winner in Jalen Hyatt in the fifth round maybe a little bit of a backup there to Saquon Barkley pick number 172 Eric Gray out of Oklahoma and in the sixth round safety pick number 209 Trey Hawkins the Giants they didn't sit on their wall this offseason they in fact went out there and made some big splash moves with signings and trades including the trade for Darren Waller who's going to add a whole new dynamic to this Giants receiving game they also added Paris Campbell we talked about that defensive tackle Rakeem Nunez Roche linebacker Bobby Okereke 
Wide receivers, Jeff Smith and Jameson Crowder. Cornerback, Bobby McCain and tight end, Tommy Sweeney. So when we talk about their losses, hey, can you ever lose something you never really had? I'm talking about you, Kenny Galladay. They also lost center, Nick Cates, safety, Jordan Love, and center, John Feliciano. The best move that this Giants team made, you could argue Darren Waller if you're into that whole offensive thing, but I, I think we're going to talk about Waller probably a little bit more. I'm going to talk about the defensive side. When you have the fifth worst run defense in terms of yards surrendered, the addition of Bobby Okereke there is significant. Kayvon Thibodeau there, BJ Ojolari, they will be asked to get pressure from the outside. So stopping the ball will be left to Okereke, as well as Dexter Lawrence and Darian Beavers. So adding that big-time linebacker in the middle, that should, should be one of those things that improves this Giants team, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but as a whole. Now the worst move, it was probably the signing of Jamison Crowder, who will likely get caught up in the numbers game and end up getting cut when it's all said and done. New York, they have all these slot receivers. We just talked about that. They drafted Jalen Hyatt on top of it. They have Isaiah Hodgins. They have Darius Slayton on the outside. Even Crowder's experience on special teams doesn't necessarily do him any favors. As the Giants, they could be looking at Darry Jackson here or Darnay Holmes in those return specialist-type roles. New York will need to continue to build on last season's momentum, but in order to do so, they need to come to that agreement with Saquon Barkley, who they tagged a few months ago. New York's success depends on Barkley being there. Barkley had 295 carries, 57 receptions last season. With Barkley in the lineup, it allows Daniel Jones to protect the ball. He can hand it off or he can dump it off to Barkley. It doesn't really matter. Heck, he can even pull it back and run it himself with those high percentage plays. Essentially, the Giants need to go out there and just say, jab, 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 before throwing any kind of a power punch. New York will have difficulty improving on their record from last season. They have a very difficult schedule, but it becomes even more difficult without Barkley in the lineup. Now I'll assume, I'm going to assume here that Barkley is going to be ready and willing come week number one. And I'm going to project the Giants, and you, I, I get it right now, at 7-10 and 10 because I don't like how this record shapes up. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished at 9-8, and eight, but right now I'm kind of going with a conservative 7-10 and 10 type approach. So with an eye on fantasy, let's talk about the top five fantasy assets for this New York Giants team. And it all begins and ends with, number one, Saquon Barkley, who was the RB5 last season in fantasy trailing only Josh Jacobs when it came to opportunities and opportunity share. Barkley is going to get paid. It's just a matter of time. When you are a team's entire offense, you deserve it. And number two, Darren Waller, the bar. The bar is set pretty low at the tight end position. Let's call it the way it is. If Waller can remain healthy, there's not eight tight ends that can do what he does. Besides, he switched to number 12, his receiver number from back in his time at Baltimore. And number three, it's Daniel Jones, who needs Saquon Barkley more than he needs air to breathe. Jones has a passer rating of just 77.3 and has thrown for just 3,768 yards. That's about 198.3 per game, 16 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions in 19 career contests without Saquon Barkley in the lineup. With Barkley, Jones' pass rating jumps to 89.4 while he's thrown for over 8,000 yards. That's about 224.4 per contest, 44 touchdowns, 20 interceptions in 36 games. At number four, Darius Slayton. Hey, let's put a little respect on Slayton's name, will we? Wide receiver 85, according to ADP. During weeks 5 through 18, Slayton posted seven, seven top 36 fantasy weeks at the wide receiver position. Seven! 
Now, Slayton, he also ranked 18th in open rate there per ESPN's analytics and 29th in yards per route run, minimum of 50 targets according to PFF last season. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and dominate, but he's a screaming value right now that why no one wants to scream about. Why? Scream about Darius Slayton at number five. Wandell Robinson or Paris Campbell. You could interchange these two, but I'm going to go with Robinson here. The Giants, essentially, they have those four slot receivers on their roster, but none of them are as dynamic as Robinson. Looking back at college, I'm talking about 2014 to 2022, only McCaffrey, Jameer Gibbs, Curtis Samuel, and Joe Mixon averaged more than Robinson's 2.53 yards per route run amongst Power 5 conferences. So Wondell Robinson, just give him a little bit of an opportunity and watch it pay off. So who's that one Giants player that you have to get in your drafts? Listen, we know Saquon Barkley is this entire Giants offense. He's either getting the ball or he's making other teams think he's going to get the ball. From weeks 10 through 18, Barkley was averaging 15.9 fantasy points per game in PPR settings. Barkley feels disrespected right now. and he Actually, it's not even just him feeling disrespected. He feels the entire running back position is being devalued. So when he gets paid, and he will, he's doing this for all the running backs out there. The biggest bust, many out there believe that Daniel Jones will be that breakout quarterback in 2023. Right now, according to ADP, Jones is sitting there at QB 11. That is ahead of Kirk Cousins. That's ahead of Jared Goff. That's ahead of to a tug of law who's working with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Jones has something though that these other three quarterbacks don't and that is the ability to pick up fantasy points with his legs. That said, when you look at these other three quarterbacks I just mentioned in Goff, Cousins, and tug of law they all come from explosive offenses. Something that the New York Giants certainly are not. Each of those quarterbacks has a clear alpha wide receiver. Amon or St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Who's the alpha going to be for Daniel Jones? Is it going to be Darren Waller? I don't know how that's going to shape out yet. So who's the best fantasy value for this New York Giants team? Last season, out of necessity, it was Darius Slayton who became the top target for Daniel Jones, especially late in the season when the Giants were basically putting anyone out there that the team's doctors would clear medically. This felt like invincible for the Philadelphia Eagles there, where they were doing auditions for wide receivers, basically putting out there to anyone in the city of Philadelphia who could catch a ball. Now, Paris Campbell, he hasn't always had that clear medical history. And the Giants, they did go out there and they did trade for Darren Waller, who's going to draw some coverage, which should open up things over the top and through the seams for Paris Campbell, who could be this year's breakout. Now, Campbell's ADP is around the 217 mark, which lines up with wide receiver 80. Wide receiver 80. He's a player that you need to be going out there grabbing late, who has an opportunity to lead the team in receptions. There's not very many people you're going to grab after pick number 200. That could be the number one option in the passing game. Now, the fantasy sleeper for the New York Giants, Recent health concerns over the last few years put Sterling Shepard on the cutting block considering the influx of pass catchers on this Giants roster. If you thought Paris Campbell was free, look at Shepard's ADP, 291. Wide receiver, 100. Shepard is healthy and he has been a target magnet of Daniel Jones throughout his career, averaging 7.2 targets per game. Shepard really is that. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Every time that Shepard suffers a significant injury, he's returning to the lineup. He's been doing this for a while now. Did you know he's already 30 years old? Again, if we're betting on Sterling Shepard staying healthy for an entire season in 13 career games with Daniel Jones, Shepard is averaging 8.8 .8 targets per game. That's wide receiver 13 and 16.6 fantasy points per game. That would have him as the 
wide receiver 12 that you're getting at wide receiver 100. Now, there is a risk because of his injury, but you're getting him for free right now. And like Shepard, this entire New York Giants team has to be feeling disrespected right now, not just by me, but all those analysts out there. Unless you are a diehard Giants fan or you're inside that locker room, people are not expecting this Giants team to repeat the success they had last season. And you know what? Maybe it's going to be egg on my face. And like I said, 7 and 10 is right now, but I would not be shocked if this team finds a way to 9 and 8. If they can stay healthy, if these wide receivers can stay healthy, this team could be a lot better than we're giving them credit for.